This week I'm digging into omega-3 fatty acids. Do we need to take them? Should we be taking them? What dose should we take? And what are the proven benefits and risks of taking omega-3 fatty acids? Hey everyone, and welcome to this week's episode. Today, I wanna to talk about another supplement that very many of us take and delve into why we take it, should we take it, what dose should we take, what benefits we can expect. And today we're talking about omega-3 fatty acids. And it's a fascinating history actually, because there's probably not a supplement that's been studied more and investigated more than omega-3 fatty acids. So much excitement developed around this particular supplement because it was found many years ago that in countries where people consume more fish, they tend to have a lower risk of heart disease. So countries like Japan, Norway, Greece, patients have less heart disease. And one of the factors that was thought to be contributory was that they ate a lot of fish. And so trying to find a solution that we could duplicate in the United States, it was thought that perhaps it was the fish oil that these people were consuming that was leading to their lower rate of heart disease. And since then, countless studies have been done on omega-3 supplementation and whether it does in fact lower your risk of heart disease, stroke, Alzheimer's, asthma, pregnancy problems, arthritis, memory, you name it, omega-3s have been suggested to help with just about every health problem in the universe. Well, as is usually true with most things, there's a little bit of truth in that and a little bit that's not entirely scientific. So I wanna go through that with you a little bit and so we can understand, do we need to take this or not? And what is science and what is not? So first of all, just going back to the history of how this all started, if you think about countries where people eat more fish, I think one of the things that we need to be really careful with as consumers is to realize that there's not just one factor ever. There are always multiple factors that affect outcomes. So you might imagine in countries where people eat more fish, there's actually a lot of other things going on as well. Just for example, they probably eat a much healthier diet in various other ways. Probably they don't eat as many carbohydrates. They eat less sugar. They eat less red meat they're likely more active if they're living in those communities. So we have to be careful not to just take one piece of information and expand it to the benefit of companies that would market something to us and sell it to us as a cure-all for every disease under the sun because omega-3 fatty acids have been studied thousands of times in many, many different uh, applications as the cure for everything that you can possibly imagine. So what's true and what isn't? Well, I'm going to start by telling you what's true because it is true that omega-3 fatty acids are essential for us. And the term essential fatty acids was termed back in the 1920s when it was discovered that we don't actually make these in our own body. There are three different omega-3 fatty acids, and they have really long names that nobody can pronounce, certainly including me. Uh, they're called ALA, which comes from plants, DHA, and EPA. And so DHA and EPA are the two that are primarily found in fish. 
And ALA is found in plants like flaxseed oil, chia seeds, other seeds. So we can get omega-3 fatty acids through non-fish sources. But interestingly, we cannot make ALA in our own body at all. However, we can convert some of the ALA, the plant-sourced omega-3, into a little bit of the DHA and EPA. However, in general, we can just assume that we need to get these through our diet. And we do need these for our health. There are central parts of all of our cellular mechanisms and really concentrated in our brain. So it makes sense that, this is, that there's been tons of research in how to determine how much we need and how to get it. Well, let's start with what we know is actually true through lots of very rigorous scientific studies and what organizations like the American Heart Association recommends. And then we can look at some of the other possible benefits that are not clearly proven by science, but might turn out to be true in the future. We really don't know. So what we do know for sure is that if you've got high triglycerides, which is one of the fats that we produce in our liver that can increase the risk of heart disease, omega-3 fatty acids will help to lower your, your triglycerides. Now they do not lower cholesterol, but they do lower triglycerides. So if you have a hereditary type of very high triglycerides, for example, if your triglycerides are over 500, for example, it is recommended that you take a high dose of omega-3 fatty acids. And there's actually a prescription dose that can be given for those very high types of triglycerides of 4,000 milligrams daily, which is a very, very high dose. And that would be used to treat patients with high triglycerides in that extremely high category. And in that group of patients, it has been shown to reduce, reduce their risk of heart disease by about 25%. So we know that through lots of very vigorous studies, and that's a very small and very special group of patients. And so that's great. We know that for sure. Now, does that apply to other people who just have mildly elevated triglycerides or don't have that very high risk of heart disease? Well, the data is pretty unclear. Lots of studies have been done on omega-3s and reducing the risk of dying from a heart attack. And when you put them all together, it shows that it probably doesn't make a difference. Now it might lower some risk factors for heart disease, for example, omega-3s have been shown to reduce blood pressure in many patients, even reduce heart rate. But the end point, which is dying from a heart attack, has not been shown yet. Now, does that mean that it won't be shown in the future? No, it just means that the data is unclear because there are some studies that show that it does make a positive difference. And there's some studies that show that it doesn't. So whenever the data is unclear, it means there isn't a clear answer. And so one way to look at it is if it's not harmful, I personally think it's okay to err on the side of taking it in the meantime. And I'll tell you, that's what I do. I'll explain to you what I take in a moment. But you also want to take this with a little grain of salt. It is absolutely not accurate to say that for the average person, taking an omega-3 supplement is going to reduce your risk of heart disease or of any of the other diseases that are reported to be reduced by omega-3s. And there's such a long list, including cancer, Alzheimer's disease, pregnancy problems, memory issues, 
the list is extensive. Asthma in children, I mean, there's so many different diseases that have been reported to be improved. One of the really interesting groups of uh, effects that have been studied extensively is in uh, psychiatric disorders like depression and ADD or ADHD in children. And there's conflicting studies on that too. Some studies show that taking omega-3s improves ADD in children. Others unfortunately show that it doesn't. In some studies, omega-3s have been shown to improve mood and depression and even psychotic symptoms in schizophrenic patients, but in others, it doesn't. So that's unclear. However, going back again to what I said previously, when the data is still emerging, which we can clearly say it is in this particular case, taking something that's not harmful, which is a reasonable dose of omega-3, preferably in the form of food, and I want to get to that, isn't harmful. So currently, the American Heart Association recommends that we eat fish twice a week. Now, I'm vegetarian, so I'll let you know how I get around that particular recommendation, but Evidence suggests that for the average person eating an oily fish twice a week. Now, how do we measure that? It's how much fish, how do we cook it? There's a lot of different variables, but in general, if we're eating a reasonable amount of fish twice a week, we're going to get the equivalent of about 500 milligrams a day of those essential omega-3 fatty acids. And that is going to be good enough for just about everything unless you've got one of those hereditary, very high triglyceride issues, in which case you would need more. Makes sense. So eating fish twice a week would solve the problem. So if you don't ever eat fish like me, how do we get omega-3s in our system? And that's when we start talking about supplementation. But for sure, we know that food is absolutely 100% the best source of omega-3. Now, there's some interesting caveats with that too, which are really fascinating. So omega-3s are found in plankton and sea plants, and then fish eat them, and then they're stored in the fish body. And then we eat the fish and we obtain it that way. But if you're eating fish that's grown on a fish farm where they eat bird seed or whatever they feed those fish, they don't actually make fish oil themselves. Fish, fish don't make fish oil themselves. They have to eat it. So a really interesting little fact that I learned is that in farmed fish, in order to have them have enough omega-3, they actually feed the fish omega-3s, which sounds like such a crazy workaround, doesn't it? So please, if you do eat fish, think about eating marine fish that are caught in the ocean and not farmed because farmed fish don't get exposed to eating omega-3s naturally. So it's very interesting. Similarly, we can get omega-3s in lower amounts from eggs and red meat. But again, animals don't make omega-3s on their own, so they have to eat them. And believe it or not, when eggs are advertised to have high levels of DHA, it's probably because the chickens are fed omega-3 fatty acids. So just kind of a whirlwind of stuff that doesn't make sense. But if you're eating eggs that come from chickens that are eating seeds and natural insects and things like that, they're going to be eating omega-3s or ALA, the plant-based version of omega-3. 
However, if they're grown in a uh, factory situation, they for sure are not eating any of those natural things. And so the only way they would have omega-3s is if they're fed omega-3s, which in fact, sometimes they are, which I find so crazy and strange that we don't know about this. So we have to know what it is that we're consuming. Beef, if it's running around eating grass in a natural environment, gets omega-3s from eating plants. It gets the ALA from eating plants. Now, if you take a cow that eats grass and stick it in a factory where it's eating grain, it's no longer going to have those omega-3s in its system. So we have to really know where our food's coming from to know how to get the optimal nutrition. Now, just say you don't eat eggs, you don't eat beef, and you don't even eat fish. Someone like me taking a supplement might be useful. So how do we know what supplement to take and how do we know how much to take in a supplement? Well, I'm going to show you the supplement that I take right here. And I'm not saying it's the only one, but it's a pretty good one. This is an omega-3 that has about 600 milligrams of a combination of DHA and EPA. And yes, it is fish oil. And yes, I am vegetarian, but I've kind of made a workaround in my mind that makes that work. I understand if you're vegan, that's not going to be acceptable for you. And you would want to use flaxseed oil, chia seeds, other forms of ALA that are not fish-based. This particular product uh, made by BioT and similar one made by Thorin. And you guys know that those are extremely reputable pharmaceutical grade uh, supplement companies make very good products that you can trust. And again, I don't get paid by these guys, but I do take their products. So the American Heart Association recommends for somebody like me who has a low risk of heart disease, I don't have uh, very high triglycerides to take either eat fish twice a week or to take something that has about 500 milligrams a day of a combination of the two primary fish oils. And so this one has 600 milligrams a day. I take one of these a day. That's a very reasonable thing to do. Now, if your triglycerides are high, medium high, like 150 to 200, then you'd want to double that dose and take something like 1000 to 2000 milligrams a day. And if your triglycerides are extremely high, as I discussed earlier, like over 500, then you'd want to be on a prescription dose that has 4,000 milligrams a day, much higher dose than that is available by prescription. So for somebody like me, I take one of those a day. Now, what is that doing for me? Honestly, I don't know because all of the studies on all of those other various diseases, and you could name at least 50 diseases that have been studied and purported to be helped by taking omega-3 supplements. None of those are proven by science. There are some studies showing that it's helpful and some studies showing that it's not but it's not harmful. And again, the best source of omega-3s is eating fish twice a week. No question about it. Now you might've noticed that this particular product has CoQ10 added to it. Just to throw another interesting thing into the conversation, CoQ10 is just another thing that it actually occurs naturally in our body, but has been studied for many, many diseases, and many of them are similar diseases to those that seem to go along with omega-3. So a lot of manufacturers are putting CoQ10 in their omega-3 products. Truthfully, I think it's just to make it look cute and elevate it a little bit uh, on the shelf so that you see it. 
There's no clear evidence that CoQ10 helps with anything. However, we do see that it declines with age. And so replacing it along with omega-3s might increase our risk of heart disease. We don't know yet. There's certainly no clear evidence. So taking a reasonable dose of an omega-3 with CoQ10 makes sense to me because it's not harmful. Studies are still out on whether it's ultimately going to be helpful, but there are some studies showing that it's helpful. There's also some that showing that it's not, but none showing that it's harmful. So when we're looking at research, I think it's really critical to be very open-minded and curious about what this all means. And don't believe everything that a vitamin salesperson tells you. Absolutely don't do that. So interestingly, back, you know, eight, 10 years ago when I was still practicing obstetrics, there was a lot of exciting research suggesting that pregnant women really needed to take omega-3s or eat fish twice a week because there were some studies showing that it improved a lot of obstetric outcomes like preterm delivery, high blood pressure related to pregnancy called preeclampsia, even infant brain development, eye development, and even intelligence of the newborn baby. Well, there are an equal number of studies showing that that's not true, but it's still currently practiced to advise pregnant women to take omega-3 supplements in a reasonable dose. Pregnant women need to be careful eating too much fish because fish can increase our mercury levels. So while we're telling you to eat more fish, it's also true that eating too much of certain fish, the big fish like tuna, swordfish, king mackerel, shark, have very high levels of mercury. So we want to limit those type of fish to no more than once a week. So it can get a little bit tricky, which is why a lot of people just go to taking a supplement. So, you know, all of this is to say that none of this is black and white. And I want to throw this out there as an example of how to be careful about what to believe and to always try to get your nutrients from food. So if you're pregnant, Eat fish twice a week, but decrease the amount of fish you're eating that are high in mercury. If you don't eat fish twi twice a week and you're pregnant, take a reasonable dose of an omega-3. For all people, I recommend taking a reasonable dose of an omega-3 if you don't eat fish twice a week. Until we get more data, that seems to be the most reasonable thing to suggest. And if you have high triglycerides, absolutely take a higher dose because they will lower your triglyceride levels. And that's the primary reason that we give omega-3s for, for medical purposes. So I know it sounds confusing, but the bottom line is I take omega-3s every day in a reasonable dose, 500 to 1,000 milligrams a day of a combination of those two primary omega-3s, waiting for more evidence to come out. It's not harmful possibly might be helpful. If you have a high risk of heart disease or very high triglycerides, it may be reasonable to take higher levels. Check with your doctor before you do that, because there are some adverse effects that can occur when you take too much, like heartbeat irregularities, including atrial fibrillation, which can actually increase the risk of stroke, as well as GI upset. If you take too much fish oil, it gives you gassiness, bloatiness, diarrhea. So it's 
in the same category as just about everything, which is that more is not better. But in the meantime, fish twice a week, take a reasonable dose of an omega-3 daily if you don't eat fish. And if you learned something today, please don't forget to subscribe, share it with your friends. And I can't wait to talk to you more about this next week and learn more about supplements, how to be healthy, how to eat healthy and have the best life ever after 40. We'll see you then. 